You're listening to Infertility Bites. This is a catharsis podcast. Infertility Bites, but it bites a bit less when you're not alone. My name is Casey, and I am blessed to be joined by my co-captain in this journey, my wife, Sarah. Hello. On this series, we're going to continue to talk about our experiences dealing with infertility. It is important to note that we are not doctors or even experts, just people who understand how difficult it can be. Each person's journey is unique like a fingerprint, so it's best to leave medicine and all of that stuff to the professionals. Um, We missed another week due to a little bit of illness and then a whole lot of this craziness that's going on uh, around the election and holidays. And And also uh, uh, problems with where we live. Mm -hmm. Stress. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, And and then knowing that we're going into... Uh, Thanksgiving and then the Christmas holiday season and everything. Um, I feel it's worth putting at least a word of advice out on this, that there's a, a good chance that our episodes will be a little bit sporadic over the course of the next month or so. Um, just with all of the stuff that's going on, it's it's hard for us to really get the time to sit down yeah. and, do, and do all of the work that it takes to put into this. Um, but we assure you once things calm down, We'll get back to doing this on a little bit more regular of a schedule. Um, but on that note, last week we talked uh, a little bit about the PCOS, the the cause, the root cause of our problems. We had more than one, but it was kind of the big one there. Um, this week we wanted to kind of veer off of our own personal experiences a bit more um, and, and move on to something that we don't have as much experience, but we thought about heavily. And that's adoption. Um, what options there are for adoption, some statistics about adoptions. We're going to hear a little bit about a, a, a friend of Sarah's who went through yeah. uh, adoption through fostering, yeah. I believe, um, which is one of the options for it. But, but we just kind of wanted to uh, talk about it because I think for parents who want to be parents for people who want to be parents like we do it's it's a a subject that we struggle with because there is a a great desire in our minds to be parents and to have a baby and yes and adoption can be a stressful unknown side of that and and uh can get overlooked sometimes or and definitely foster fostering can mm-hmm. or or even get looked down upon a bit and so the it's important to note that whether you go through IUI or IVF or uh, adoption or surrogacy or or whatever the the goal in the end is to have a child of your own and that child is no less yours if you go through adoption versus going through the other treatments, right? In the end, it's still your baby. And it's still giving you that chance to have that kid, to have the the, uh, the child to rear and teach. And, and there's everything beautiful about it. Sarah and I chose not to go through adoption for many reasons, and one of which was including expense. Um, and, and we still think about it. We still think sometimes that, you know, if, if we have to go 
through adoption for a second baby will do it. Uh, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, but it's a whole different path. Well, and you and you say like expense, but a lot of it has to do with like if you just because there's what it always is for like me in the back of my mind is what if the mom changes her mind, and that's really what I mean for me when mm-hmm. it comes to expense. Yes, when you go through infertility, there's a hundred percent chance it cannot work, but it's just that's just kind of the luck of the draw but this is Mm -hmm. something where another person decides never mind they want to keep their baby which is their you know is their right but it's like but then you've spent all of this money you've paid for all of their medical care and everything and you didn't you don't have a baby yes and Um, so in fact that's actually one of the things that played heavily into our decision Maybe not heavily. Heavily might be too strong a word, but it did play into our decision. Um, I have a cousin who, prior to us going through our treatment, um, already had a gaggle of kids of his own. Gaggles, too many, but it's just... He <laughs> he, he and his wife had kids. They were grown. And, and getting up and there. many of them were yeah, getting up there, and they decided they wanted kids again. And at this point, they decided to adopt. And they uh, successfully had adopted a baby prior to this. Um, and they spent $30,000, uh, something around that, in, in the process of adopting it through a private adoption agency. And because some of that expense was just flying down because mm-hmm. yeah. they didn't... The child they got was not in the same state, yeah. correct? Well, and that's, uh, yeah, if you go through adoption, there's a good chance, especially if you're going through a private adoption agency, there's a very good chance that you will have to fly to a different state. But at the time that we were debating on what to do, they were in the process of trying to do another adoption. And while we were waffling and trying to figure out, they had, after months of paying for, they'd like discovered a person, they'd made an agreement with with a person to adopt the baby as soon as it was born, they'd been paying for this uh, woman's hospital bills and all this stuff, and at the last minute, the woman changed her mind, which she is 100% within her rights to do. But suddenly they, not only were they out the money, but had this at least in their emotional mind, this baby pulled out from under them. And we heard that yeah. and thought to ourselves that I, I don't know if we could have survived that at that time. This concept of of having the baby within, within grasp gra- yeah. and then it just being pulled away. So that's one of the things that led us to choosing not to do adoption. And sometimes I wonder if if... We shouldn't have given adoption a shot, but I mean, we were fortunate enough to be successful on our first round of IVF and, and get our beautiful baby. And, um, I feel like that was meant to be there. Now it, every day in America, there's hundreds to thousands of, of people, of wanting to find a baby to adopt there's also thousands upon thousands of of mothers trying to adopt out their babies 
Um, there's a lot of options for adoption. However, again, it, if you're going through standard adoption, it is not cheap. Um, you know, the estimates say uh, the costs to to adopt can vary from $0 if you go through foster all the way up to $50,000 depending on the process you use. Um, and which country you go to adopt from, because that's a whole nother thing oh, yeah, with adoption. That'll be another episode. Is, <laughs> yeah, is, you know, you, you can adopt from an, another American or you can choose to adopt from another country, whether whether it's an Asian country or a European country, because there's babies all over the world that need things. Um, uh, if you go through an adoption agency... They say anywhere between twenty thousand and forty-five thousand. Uh, again, depending on where you're adopting from, um, and this is talking about adopting a a baby. So that's an expectant mother. That includes uh, home visits, legal fees, medical and living expenses for the expectant mother, travel fees, all of that stuff, and that'd be something that. Uh, you would have to figure out with whatever agency you went with to now, do. like, you know, like your cousins, you said that they went through a private invest, a private mm-hmm. investigator, a private mm-hmm. company. Do they, I wonder if they're more strict, like, like, do they, would there be any more legal repercussions with the mom? Like, no. Okay, it, I did. I didn't know. I'm it, like, it, in the end, I mean, I get it. Um, the in the end, the way the law is, especially in America, is uh, the mother has parental rights up to the moment she actually signs the baby over after birth. Period. Okay. She can change it any time, and you basically got no legal ramifications. Okay. Well, to, I didn't know if a, a private um, organization was different if. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. There's no way you could yeah. ever guarantee anything. So I just didn't, so, I didn't so know. There's not much. Now, when, when my cousin did the second round, they went through it at independent. They didn't go through a private agency. Um, but that's, that's a whole nother ball of wax because then you've got to, you basically are on your own for finding a expectant mother, making all of the arrangements. You have to advertise. You have to market yourself. You've got to, to go through all the people and then make a choice. Um, now, there, there's happy ending for my cousin is not too much longer after the, the, they lost the chance at this baby. They got uh, another option and were successful on that yeah. one. That was out um, in California, wasn't it? I believe it was in California, I think so. Um, but it's it's a whole whole thing where... If, if you're overwhelmed with the idea of IVF, you can easily be overwhelmed with the idea of adopting because there's so many balls in the air. With I think it. one thing that always worried about me, because I mean, okay, I'll be honest, I watched the teen mom and the one with Kaylin and uh, her husband, like they would look through portfolios of parents. And I guess I was always thinking, I'm like, a lot of these people are like very well off, very rich people. And so I was always thinking, I'm like, well, no one would ever look at us because we don't live in a, a three-story house with a white picket fence and, 
you know, I, this was just, this is something mm-hmm. that I always like thought like we wouldn't have this yeah. huge it, house and all these things that I think it, people, when they're trying to get, they want, they're thinking, oh, I want to give my kid what I mm-hmm. couldn't. And it, so in the grand scheme of things that I hear can play into things at the same point, there's, uh, typically so many, uh, adoption options i should say out there there there's more babies being born than get adopted i'll say it that way i know but and, i'm just saying this is so my fear in, in the worry. end worry. i feel if you if you can afford to go through a private adoption agency you will likely end up with a baby from it uh just maybe not the first try sort of a thing um but you know, every, every year around 140,000 children are adopted by American families each year. Um, that's including... That'd uh, be including, like, newly remarried couples when, like, the father adopts. It, that could be in the statistic. I don't know. The big thing, it, it, that's not just American children. That's uh, by American families. Okay. So... Um, so that's where that statistic is a little bit there. Um, if you go through a private adoption uh, or or an adoption agency, sixty two percent approximately of of children adopted through an agency or private adoption are um, placed with their adoptive families within a month of birth, which is what plays into kind of the guilt of adoption that there are a lot of kids who need adopted that are older than infant and when you're i struggle with with guilt out of this i'll be the first to admit when you're wanting so badly to be a parent there's a lot of this pressure internally to have a baby, an infant. And when going through adoption, there's a lot of kids who are not infants who need no. adopted. Um, and so it's it's a struggle in your head to be like, but I really want a baby. But there are other kids that you could adopt that are a little bit older. Um, so that's where it's kind of weird. Um, no, I think, I think that's a natural feeling because that's, because yeah, there's, I mean, you just, you know that there's, there's millions of kids that are in the foster system that would love to be adopted, but yes, what, what does everyone want? They want a baby. They want, you know, cause you, you know, for me. I don't know. I just, yeah, you just want the full experience kind of a thing. So. So um, some statistics that kind of play into it. Uh, of that 140,000 or so children adopted each year, of the ones that are not step-parent adoptions, about 59% of them come from the child welfare or foster system, which usually will be non-infant children. 26% come from other countries 
and only about 15% are voluntarily relinquished American babies. Um, only about 4% of women with unwanted pregnancies put their children up through adoption. And so that means a large percentage of unwanted pregnancies end up either just raising the kids themselves or abortion. And um, based on that, there's kind of a discrepancy of how many people want to adopt versus how many adoptions uh, there are, right? Um, and a lot of it, I think, comes down to when you want to adopt, you typically want to adopt a baby. And again, there's a large menu of foster children that are probably older than infant that could use adoption. So this is where I urge our listeners to consider if you're willing to have a child and you're thinking of adoption, right? Maybe broaden your scope a bit and be willing to take in a child that might not be an infant because they still need love and they still need a family. And you can give all the love that you want to them and you can help make their lives better even if you don't bring them home from the hospital. Um, in fact, the average age of a child waiting in foster to be adopted is almost eight years old. Oh, my. And 29% of them spend at least three years in foster care. And that's where the story that, that Sarah is going to talk a little bit about, uh, the person she knows, actually went through foster. And fostering a child is a different thing than the standard adoption. Typically, if you go through foster care, um, it's essentially free. So if you're worried about expenses, fostering might be something to consider. Because uh, the states, most of the states in the United States will reimburse uh, parents for the fees for adoption and attorney fees and all that stuff. Um many times you actually even technically get paid while you're fostering a, a stipend from the government to help take care of the child. Um, the downside is, and the, the caveat is, is um, when going through the foster system, you have to know that sometimes the goal is not to, uh, to adopt the child every time but sometimes the the goal is to try to reunify the family with the child say you're fostering a person who's going through drug rehabilitation or or something like that yeah uh my friend said the goal for where she went through which was called release is the goal is re reunification until it isn't mm -hmm. and that's so yeah, their their ultimate goal a lot of times is to get the family all back together until things just become, you know, it's just not feasible for them to do that. And so, so yeah, well, I hear I can tell you a little bit. So this is just a friend of mine that I've, I've known for years. And I mean, we kind of lost track of, you know, each other because, you know, we, you know, we were a couple ages, a couple of years older. I was older than her. But just recently on Facebook, I 
I've been kind of just following her journey on, she decided that she was going to do fostering. And so, uh, I sent out a message to be like, Hey, you know, we're doing this podcast. And so she sent me some information cause, uh, I was just curious because I, I have known people that have gone through foster fostering, but not anyone that I felt like I could really reach out and talk to. And so she was telling me that she goes through, it's a place here in Omaha called Release. So foster care, a community-based initiatives, group homes, mentoring. That's kind of, you know, their focal point. But so I just kind of asked her what, what was all involved in it. Like, and so she just said that she got in contact with this group. And she said within a few weeks later, they were in training classes um, like what, it, what it'll be like to be a foster parent, what, you know, challenges could arise and, or situations. Um, that lasted about eight weeks, she said. And then I'm assuming what she was meaning is that after that, then you are officially licensed. There might be a little bit more detail to that, cause, but that's kind of the gist of it. Um, she did say there was home studies that they had to do, um, there was, of course, they had to do background checks, and then there was a packet of questions, and she goes, they weren't hard questions, she goes, it was just a lot of questions, and so he's probably just trying to make sure that they're going to be able to fit you with the right kids or kid, and so, um, and, you know, I she was telling me some of the you know, worries that she had was like, you just, you don't know the outcome because their ultimate goal was to foster, to adopt. And I mean, you can just be a person that just wants to foster. And then that means you just are, they'll be there for so long and then they'll, <clears throat> they'll potentially, they'll, they'll go back to their family. And so they kind of know that, but their ultimate goal was to foster, to adopt. So And so basically what she said would happen is that the agency would contact contact them every so often and tell them about kids that needed placement. And then her and her husband would just kind of talk about if they thought the kid would fit. And so basically they got, you know, information about the kid and they got to talk amongst themselves. And, you know, she just said she felt like God was telling her to foster. So uh, they did, uh, their first child was two days old that she fostered and she said, but in five months he went, he left. And she, she literally said it was one of the hardest, just, I can't, I mean, honestly, I can't even imagine because like we were talking about your ultimate goal is to have a baby. So if a two day old baby comes into your arms, you know, and my heart breaks for her because I can't even imagine because we all know what it's like to have this love you want to give. <laughs> and, you know, so, but, you know, that she, I mean, she knew this getting into the situation and, and she also knew that it's very hard for parents, you know, the foster parents, because <clears throat> like I said, their goal at the release um, is goal is unif- re- reunification until it isn't. Uh, some of the other things she told me was that like what Casey was saying, 
You're going to have caseworkers, lawyers, family support um, work. You're going to have the biological parents to, you know, deal with. Not to say deal with, that sounds bad. But to, well, they're going to be part of the, the, they're going to be part of your lives for at least a little bit. The therapist and people who speak on their behalf. So like, you know, people that are trying to help the people that are fostering. So, I mean, it is, uh, you know, it's definitely something hard. Right now, they do have, I believe she said, they're fostering seven kids right now. So, she definitely has got her hands full right now. But just seeing her on, you know, her videos on Facebook, you know, it's just wonderful to see the love that, you know, she gets to finally give and her husband, I, I know they're just blessed and... I, I wish them nothing but just just good luck, fairy dust. You know, I'm definitely praying for them that they get a wonderful fit that eventually they can fully adopt. And because, I mean, I wish there was more people like her out there because, I mean, that is a very hard job. And, I mean, because... You are also, I mean, you're there for these kids. These Some of these kids, because uh, I know um, the first five that she had, that she, I mean, she still has them, but the first five, five she got, you know, they were all old enough that they have to kind of know what's going on. And so that's, you know, you are, you, you are a parent, but you are also so many other things, just like every parent is, but it's almost like you've got to be more, so... But that was just a little bit of her story. And I just kind of wanted to like just talk about, you know, all the things that she had to go through and just, you know, it's definitely important to be very good communication with your significant other because it sounds like that's also extremely important in decision making and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a tough job. And in case you can hear in the background, there's apparently <laughs> police driving by or an ambulance, I don't know, outside. <clears throat> um, no, fostering, fostering is hard. Uh, my mother, for most of her career, was a child protective service worker for the state of Nebraska, which meant that she was the person who... Uh, often got called to houses where the people weren't able to take care of their children. And she was the one who often had to make the call that this child needs to go into foster at least temporarily while the parent gets their life in order. So she dealt a lot with fostering, right? She wasn't the person who placed the people in the children in foster. She was the one who would go in and take the child away from the parents who weren't able to provide a life for that child. Um, And then, you know, supervise visits and and all that stuff. Um, and, And so I've always had a great respect for people who go through fostering. Even if it's temporary. You know, I knew some people at uh, one of my previous jobs. They uh, were foster parents. They they were fostering, at, I think at the time, 
they had 11 kids that they were fostering, but not all fostering. Some of them they'd actually adopted, um, and some of them were fostering. But the adopted kids started off as fosters and were adopted. Um, and it's a hard job, and it takes takes a lot of work to do. But it's also worth thinking. If, if you feel like your calling on this planet is to be a parent... And nature is not agreeing with that calling. And you're going through IVF, going through IUI, and it's just not working. It might be worth considering that maybe your calling is to be a foster parent or an adoptive parent. Um, and so, so consider it, right? In talking about kind of the fees, we talk about expense, but here's kind of a rundown of some of the fees that you might have to deal with with uh, adoption, right? You'll probably have to deal with attorney's fees of some sorts because there's a whole lot of paperwork that will have to be filled out when adopting, right? Uh, There's going to be a home study where they come into your house and they check it out and and, uh, they make sure that it's got appropriate living arrangements and all that stuff, that can cost money. If you're going through a private adoption of some sort, there's going to be what they call a profile book. This is what Sarah had mentioned earlier, a, a, a book that showcases you off to the parents Potential, of the child, yeah. potent, where they will choose which one to go to, right? So, I mean, expects to pay up to $1,500 or more for a quality Jeez, that's, uh, profile more book than that I shows expected. you off, right? Um, there's going to be the expected parents' uh, expenses. If you're trying to get a newborn, then you will likely be making an arrangement to pay the expectant mother's medical bills, um, insurance costs if they need to, transportation um, to medical appointments. Maternity clothes, you might even be expected to cover rent for the time. Um, It all depends on how, you know, how early and how late you get matched. You know, if you uh, get matched in the ninth month, then your expenses are going to be less because you're only going to be paying for a month or so of of that stuff. But if you match up with an expected parent early on, sixth month now you've got three months four months of that to pay for so um you're gonna have travel costs because there's uh, a good chance that you will have to travel to another state um maybe even another country if you're going going international dating Uh, so you've got to anticipate flying or driving spending a bunch of time at a hotel taking that time off of work all of that stuff, and you need to plan for the amount of time to do that all and get all the legal paperwork and stuff signed before you can legally cross state or country, county lines with the adopted child, right? Mm-hmm. You literally can't leave with the baby until all of the, the stuff is there. And then on top of all of this stuff, if you're going through an adoption agency, there's going to be an adoption consultant who's going to 
uh, have certain things that they need to do. They're going to do some financial planning for you. They're going to all do all this stuff. So, so that's an important thing. So then the question comes, how do you pay for this? Right? Well, a lot of the ways that you pay for IVF are, are kind of the same ways. But there are a few things that a lot of times IVF doesn't doesn't cover, but this does, right? So um, a lot of times with your employer, there is going to be some sort of benefit. It's not all the time, but it's some of them. Some sort of adoption assistance benefit. So look into that uh, because there could be a certain amount of money that you can qualify for depending on your employer to help you with adoption expenses. Um, they may even have parental leave policies specifically for adopted parents. So that there may be tax credits that you qualify for to help you with adoption. Uh, there are grants that you can apply for. You may not apply qualify for them but they're worth at least uh looking into into uh depending on your demographic whether you're lgbt whether you're a christian whether you're a member of another religious group or or another sect there may be grants set aside specifically to help you out for that um of course just like with ivf asking family for help can be something to do. And then, of course, there's always borrowing against your 401k or going through a home equity line of credit or something like that to to help you out. So it's expensive and it may or may not be for you, but it's definitely something to, to think about and look into. Because um, like I said, if you are trying to have a baby and mother nature isn't working with you it might be worth thinking about is the plan for you to influence another child's life in a different way and again if you adopt you are no less that child's parent you still are raising that baby you're still providing that baby with a life and i've known adopted children before and uh the process is still so important and it gives that child a home so um we don't really have a submitted story uh this week we read about the fostering uh that's going to kind of count we're actually running a little bit low on submitted stories and that's when i say this show really works best when listeners submit their stories so if you're listening to this, you've got your story, whether you've been successful or whether you're in in the process of the journey. I've always said your journey is longer than you probably think it is. Um, you know, Sarah and I, it was six years before we actually got to the IVF stage. That's a long time. There's a lot of journey that happens there. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, our email all are there. Infertility Bites on Facebook, Infertility Pod on Twitter, Infertility Bites Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we want to hear from yeah. you. Let us know how, however you can, 
however you want to. We'd love to tell your story on this. Um, if you're not ready to tell the story, us your story, but you are enjoying this, you can uh, leave us a review on whatever platform you use, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever. Most of them have a way to leave a review that is super great. We would appreciate it so much. Yes. It really helps other people find the show. And if you're comfortable talking about this on your social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, um, sharing this podcast on your social media is a great way to help us out as well. Um, it takes almost no time to do and it helps us more than you know. So, um, But that's going to draw us to a close today on Infertility Bites. Um, as always... We're going to wrap things up, but we're going to wish that your dreams of tiny little footsteps in your hallways are answered soon. Yes. Um, Sending prayers your so way. Thanks for listening. Fairy dust. We're going to let our little scientific miracle send us off with loves and kisses. Bye. I love you. Hello. Hello. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Lily.